Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, November 4th. This is episode 74. I'm Tony. I'm um, Dennis. Okay, I think we remember who uh, we are. Yeah. No, I, I looked you up. You sounded at, hesitant. I looked up from my notes to you just as I said it. And I about said Dennis, and I'm like, I no, no. no. You sounded hesitant. I, I decided to be hesitant as well, but but we are who we are. I am Juan Carlos Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the rest of the quote. Well, do you remember what's been going on for the last two weeks in your life? I've been sick. Have you? I oh. ha- I've had the Mad Bird SARS. Mm. It is. It's just like a, it's been like a chest cold for the first like week or two, and it, I I feel better now than I did when I had it. It's just I've got a bunch of garbly stuff, and I'm horking stuff up. So um, I apologize in advance if we don't get the magic of editing to stop all of my coughing, and if I sound weird, it's purely because of um, biology. Well, I had the uh, some sort of illness I picked up when I was. Down in Arkansas, so when I, ban, banjo music. So the, that was my last weekend, and when I got back, I wasn't feeling great. And then Monday, I felt really bad and lost my voice on Monday, and uh, basically got it back Friday, mostly. Mostly, yeah. I took one sick day. I had two days off of work anyway. And so I took a sick day on Wednesday and then I went in on Thursday. I left two hours early. So I stayed most of the day. Uh, and they were just tired of hearing me. <laughs> They're just like, quit talking like this. Ghostbusters, what you want? Your voice still has that nice low rumble. Yeah. It's like, like, like we should be doing, doing the, 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 the late night radio romantic mm-hmm. hour, uh, thing going on. Oh yeah! I don't know. Uh, a lot of people who listen to podcasts hate vocal fry. Well, they're gonna have to put up with it this time. I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just that's just my lungs going. Hey, we're full of fluid. So outside of illness, um, let's see. I got my last garnishment payment yesterday. Congratulations! So that's been electronically photo deposited, and looks like that was Welcome properly processed. Yes, well. I, so my plan is I'll probably head into work late on Monday and turn in the documentation to the court saying that the judgment's done. Yeah. So that that can be out of the way because I think now that I got the confirmation that it's being processed, I think I'm in the clear on the check. I think the check will clear anyway. The last one did, and this is much smaller. Yeah. So that's out of the way. So that's good. Uh, mentioned Arkansas. That's where my dad's side of the family is. So I went down to see my grandparents because they're in their 90s. And I hadn't gone down for two or three years. And gaming-related issue, when I was down there, my one of my cousins, his oldest son, who's nine, is living with my aunt and uncle now. And that's a whole story that I'm not going to go into. <laughs> yeah, not, not that whole of a story. <laughs> but there's a whole... I mean, he works out on an oil rig, so he lives in Missouri, but he's out in the Gulf. And yeah. And he's been staying... The kid's been staying with stepmom who's his current wife, but I don't know, there were issues or whatever that she wasn't, she's got two real little kids also. Uh, so anyway, uh, so everyone's all upset though. Let's just put it that way. Everyone's all upset because of what else going on. And I'm hearing all these renditions of everyone's particular side of the story. And, but one of the things that I picked up on was that, you know, so here he is, he's now living with his grandparents. This is the second time it's happened too. I don't know for how long my sense is long term and, but he didn't have his PlayStation. 
And I thought, oh, he wants to play video games, but he doesn't have anything. So I bought him a Switch. Oh, look at you. Because grandpa and grandma don't have, they have dial-up. Wow. And my grandparents have no internet. I know that is in no way shocking. (laughs) So I thought, well, let me get him something because he's clearly a gamer, but he doesn't have a, he didn't get to bring any of his consoles or anything with him. They're like not his anymore. So, or they weren't ever his. Yeah. They were the families. I don't know what. So I went to Walmart and I bought that and I bought Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. And then as he was over there reading, my grandparents gave him comic books, like like 1960s Superman comic books. (laughs) That's what they had. So he's sitting there trying to read his little comic books. And I said, okay, well, I was going to let you finish reading those, but I got you something. And he was pretty excited. Because I thought, he probably knows what a Switch is, but I don't know for sure. And then I sat there and let him talk to me about video games. Because he was like, you know all these characters? Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. (laughs) And afterwards, he didn't want to leave. He he still didn't register that it was his Switch, I don't think. Yeah. Until my dad was saying, well, you know the game's going home with your grandpa and grandma. He's like, oh, oh, I can go then. Uh I I think he just thought I was letting him play it. Like, no, it's it's yours. It's think of it. It's a Christmas present because then he starts saying stuff like he wanted to pay me back. Like, don't worry about it. It's yours. And didn't say anything serious the entire time except he said, "You know, you're the only one who understands me." I'm like, yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I did that, and. um I have no link in the show notes, but uh, earlier this morning, this is why my voice is extra fryish. I did another This Week in Pinball podcast. So oh. we'll beat that out, but episode 22 will be with me. We talk about pinball. Really? I'm surprised. So we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> uh, it's not in top vocal form, but <laughs> it's just like we caught up, got up early, started doing the record, and there's. So Zach's just like, when, when are you recording with Tony? I said, I don't know, probably around noon. And he goes, okay, I think we'll be done by then. <laughs> I hope so. We started at eight. Oh, geez. So. Wow. So that's it for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. So you have the SARS. I, I have got, what we call the crud. You had the crud. I had the yeah. Madbird SARS. Yeah, no, I've been, most of my stuff otherwise is just, I've been playing the same games. I've been, the loop pinata that is Diablo 3, and I've been playing a couple of the older older games, all stuff I've talked about in the mm. past uh, lately. And the only other thing is the joy of being on call. Mm. Um I'm on, not on call for one week this month because we got between some people with some medical leave and, 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 and one of my coworkers has left us, uh, means I'm on call for the entire month. The only reason I'm not on talk call for all four weeks, I'm only on call for three weeks of the month is because my oldest daughter, whose birthday was yesterday and mm-hmm. she's now 11, will be yeah. running in her fifth 5k, uh, uh, next week. So I was able to get that. I was able to trade that phone off. Oh, so I, I don't I don't have it for one week this month, and then the rest of the month through all the holiday and everything, it's going to be me going to work seven days a week for three mm-hmm. weeks. Well, I guess we'll just be hearing about work again and again, like every time. I don't talk about it that much. Yeah, I just use you it talk as, about it enough. I just use it. To, Everyone as, who writes in says, "Why does he always talk about work?" 
I don't go into depth on work. It's just like I couldn't play video games because I worked and then I slept. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. I haven't felt well enough to do. I played some Gems of War. I haven't been playing any of my other games. I streamed some uh, Sharky Shootout yesterday. I haven't felt good enough to stand. I didn't go to pinball tournament on yeah. Saturday. I did. It was just like I don't want to be around anyone. I don't want to be out there. So it sucks, but it is what it is. Yep. But speaking of ising, what it ising. Izzy, we're gonna go Izzy into pinball. We're gonna go into the pinball news because we have not. There's not really a ton to talk about, uh, but there's a little bit because obviously we're post pinball expo, so you wouldn't expect there to be a lot of heavy news. But we do have a we do have a new pinball machine to talk about. But before talking about that, I want to hit on Casey GameCon. Casey GameCon. Casey GameCon, the 2018 Pinball Championship on December 1st. You and I are the commentators. Because we're the best they could afford. Exactly. That will be streamed on twitch.tv slash eclectic underscore gamers. But if you want to actually play in the tournament, there are still spots open. I believe registration is limited to 48 individuals. There is a link in the show notes. So if you are going to be in the Kansas City area on December 1st and you want to play in an all-day pinball tournament on the Missouri side for Missouri fake points... I have the link. You can go. You can sign up because there is there's no cost to attend Casey Game Con, but there is a cost for people to play in the tournaments. That's just how this the, esports yeah. event runs itself. So, I'll yeah, be a few no. games on free play though. <laughs> that will be my first Saturday without a phone. Yes, but that's I December, goes, so it's still true exactly. about you saying that it's not All November. Them, that's December. That's right. I know. So I, I get to go. You, you well, layered your way I, through that. I can't wait to see how happy my wife is. That I turn around from being on call for the entire month, including all of Thanksgiving, and then the first day I'm not on call, I leave early in the morning and say, I'll be back maybe before tomorrow. Now, she could watch you, though, on the TV. She oh, does yes. know you're a star, right? She, well, there's a reason that we record in person, and <laughs> right. only half of it's because it's a lot easier when you can actually see each other and react to and each other. And the rest, as you gleam so bright, she just could not stand yes, that, to look. Yes, that's exactly look what up. it was. One does not look into the sun. And it has nothing else to do with the fact that she got so angry because she had to try and be <laughs> quiet and keep the kids quiet because my setup is in the kitchen. All so. we ask is for people to be quiet for two and a half hours. I know. You wouldn't think it would be that hard to keep an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old quiet for two and a half hours. But apparently, it is. Well, I guess for some people it is. I know. Oh, well. Well, we worked around it as best we could. I keep telling her I expect better. Yeah. And then I sleep on the couch. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I need to try not to laugh or we're just going to cough this whole episode. We can't laugh. No. Must stop laughing. We We can't be funny this episode. Mm. NPR face. (laughs) Welcome to Morning Blend. That's good coffee. I'm I'm your host, Dennis. Today we're going to talk about uh, T.S. Eliot and why he couldn't capitalize any of the letters in his name. (laughs) Uh, Another thing before uh, we get into the Beatles, which is the new pinball machine I was referencing earlier... The um, spike system that Stern's using, including on Beatles. Yes. Boom. Uh, So This Week in Pinball ran an article I wrote up uh, per Jeff of This Week in Pinball's request on the spike system. So I've been kind of chipping away at that, getting information from uh, from Stern Pinball 
to sort of explain how it integrates. It's very different. It's more computerized in the sense, like it's a bus system. We yeah. just plug in a network cable. So it's much more how we kind of think of network systems versus how pinball was usually done. And a lot of that information wasn't on the usual resources I would turn to, like PinWiki or even articles when the system launched with WWE didn't really go into it in depth. So Zach Sharp, who's the marketing uh, director with Stern, gave me a lot of that information. Once his engineers could give it to him, he's like, I don't know any of this. Stuff. Like, that's fine. We'll, we'll get it figured out. And there was some of the older system stuff that I also, I couldn't find a lot on the Sam chipset. Yeah. So he got me that and some stuff on White Star, which I was able to uh, have a secondary source on. But anyway, so that's out. And I'll have a link in the show notes if anyone really wants to read about a board set. Um, my- I read the article. I don't read all your articles. I read this one. Oh, that makes me, I don't know. This, I don't feel, was my best, so I'm maybe sad that you didn't read maybe my better one. Uh, what was the last one that I didn't read? <laughs> I have, well, if you didn't it, read it, 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 how it, would it stick in your it, head? It, 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 I think it was the, the, one, the one you did where there were like three of you working on it. I skimmed it. Oh, oh, that's a long one. Yeah, I skimmed that one. Did you see the little time estimate that it would take over an hour to read from the site and that made you go, no. That didn't make me go, no. Because you read much faster than that estimate. Right. I, I don't, I, I, I just, it was. That was on the history of gambling. Right. Which was less interesting to me than a lot of the other It's stuff. also not a big interest area of mine. I was asked to participate in that one. And so it was very much a learning experience, but I, I felt I was the least helpful of the contributors. Yeah. It, but. You were the the one you felt were. I I yeah I focused like on the company perspectives and stuff, but I mean because that was Nick Baldridge who does the EM and Bingo Pinball podcast. He knew about all the different types of those gambling devices, so yeah. he wrote that whole segment. And then I split with the professor who I worked with on the Ted Zale article a lot of the history on what the various like state and federal laws going on were, but uh, his segments were the longer ones. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. it's laws. Everything has to do with legal stuff yeah. is laws. Uh, those are when it's collaborative, when it's collaborative, multiple author collaborative, then I don't, I feel less ownership on the, on those versus say like the uh, article in the middle pop, which I collaborated a lot with Nick Shell on, I but I was the one. only author one on though. Because he, middle pops are awesome. He spared no expense on red ink on my art. He was just like, I don't like this and this and this and this and this. So I had a lot of editing uh, on that one. Um, so, but I thought it turned out very well. It did. I really enjoyed that one. But anyway, I don't know if this one turned out well or not. We will find out because, oh, well, I guess I should note, uh, as always, for full disclosure, because we're covering the hobby in a somewhat news type way. Uh, Jeff did send me a donation from This Week in Pinball for not that article specifically, but I guess the several I've done since then. So FYI, I've been bribed. Bribery! I never ask. I'm always willing to write for anyone as long as I think the topic's interesting uh, and that I have the time, which I tried to work on this while I was at my conference because... <laughs> I tried it, to work on this while I, I was tried. at work. I tried. Well, I didn't have all the information. So, well, well, <laughs> no, at the when I'm at a conference, <laughs> it's work the conference all day and then I go up to my hotel room at night, answer all the emails I missed, and then work on the article because there's nothing else to do except watch a network TV. Hey. Hotel Wi-Fi is terrible, unless you it pay is. a lot of money for it. Uh, but as part of our contract, I was given the premium elite status for free. 
Mm-hmm. So I actually had like 25 down. <laughs> so oh, that's it was not actually, bad. Yeah, I was, it was actually I was shocked. It wasn't just the complimentary 0.5 megabits. Because, I mean, when we, we've been talking about Texas mm-hmm. and, and this and that. Because and I, that Wi-Fi is terrible. Right. And, and, and I don't know if I'm going yet or not because mm-hmm. of everything going on with family stuff and this and that. But I was talking about maybe bringing the oldest daughter. And we were talking about, you know, her being able to play her Switch and this and that. And I'm like, um, just floating you out there that, that, that. There's no good Wi-Fi in a hotel. And she just she she just dropped her arms and she stared at me. She goes, But it's Wi-Fi. <laughs> why why isn't there good Wi-Fi? How is there no Wi-Fi? It's like, because not everywhere has Wi-Fi, or they charge you a lot of money for Wi-Fi. She goes, But I need my Wi-Fi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. She would have Wi-Fi, but it may not be Splatoon worthy. That's probably the answer, and that probably isn't the answer she wants to hear. She wasn't real happy with it. No, yeah. you just gotta get one of them portable plans, like yeah. Dead Flip. Jack Danger does to stream on remote. I hear those are only really expensive. Hey, I we've that. I've been trying to get her to lock down. She's still burning like a gig a month on her phone plan. Mm. A gig of data a month. It's like, ah, come on, stop downloading videos when you're not on Wi-Fi. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Is don't dump a gig onto YouTube because you're not on Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So I lock so, your stuff down. Back yeah. to pinball. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna get, let's hop into Beatles. That's really the only huge we're gonna, thing to talk we're, about. We're, we're gonna ride around in Beatles. That's right. I didn't know you were such a VW fan. Well, I guess they've discontinued those now. So they have again, oh, again. Yeah, That's but they're bringing back the microbus. Oh well. That's at least more stylish. Yes. So, speaking of stylish, uh, Beatles. All right. This kind of hit a little bit after our last episode. So, I know we have not talked about Beatles at all yet. Right. Other than... And by a little bit after, you mean like like hours after we recorded yeah, last like time? it's something like hours. So, yeah. let's quickly just run through some, some details on what's going on. All right. And there's been some new news. This is where it's been helpful that I helped... On this weekend, because I actually know what's in the upcoming <laughs> release. So this will help me out quite a bit. So thank you, Jeff and Zach. All right. We're going to scoop you. Yeah, no, we're going <laughs> to scoop them. <laughs> this stuff's already been on forums. And stuff, oh, okay. It's just summarized in the newsletter. So I've already read all of this anyway, but I have, the, but I'm using their cheat sheet as a guide so I don't miss some of the stuff. All right. So here are some of the things we know. It's a limited run. There are going to be 1,964 games total. How cute. Yes. Very cute. All right. So 1,614 of these are the gold edition. And then there are going to be 250 platinums and 100 diamonds. The art packages are supposed to be different on all three. The mock-ups that I've seen show the same back glass for the diamond and the platinum, but supposedly that's not correct. That was just digital stuff they were doing to show the trims. Yeah. So the gold trim looks a kind of, I think it looked to me a lot like in the mock-up, the Guardians of the Galaxy gold, uh, though supposedly it may be more sparkly than that. I don't know. Now, we don't know the pricing yet, other than it seems like most of the reports are that the gold editions are expected to be in the neighborhood of 8000 as far as I understand it, there are no gameplay differences between any of the models. Oh, man. This hurts already. Okay. It is a modified Sea Witch layout. So, for those that uh, remember Sea Witch, it's the Stern Electronics game. Very, very flowy style. 
They have made a few physical modifications to it. There's an additional spinner. They added a couple of magnets, including a spinning disc around one of the magnets. There's another shot that's behind some drop targets that was added in on the left side. But by and large, if you look at this, if you've ever seen Sea Witch, you'll go, oh, yeah, that's Sea Witch. Yeah, so, yeah I right. saw it. It was okay. it was Sea Witch. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sea Witch is a – I enjoy Sea Witch. I think it's a top-tier Stern Electronics game. Yeah. I, think, I put it up there not as – Quite as high as say Quicksilver and and Stargazer, but above a game like Ali. Yeah, you know I've been, no, I've, I I've been up there that. like in meteor territory. I could see that. I would. I, I, I would. I would even agree with that. So, so the, we got that going on. The distri- the distributor network, I guess, is getting to set the price on the. Are they're they're being granted a great deal of flexibility? I should say on the pricing for the diamond editions and the platinum editions from. What we're seeing, the number that they get is based on how many orders they place. So these are like, I guess, being sold to the distributors in blocks or, or allotments, uh, sets of some sort. So uh, my understanding is uh, something like in groups of 10, like they get seven golds, two platinum and a diamond per batch of 10 that's weird as crud yeah i'm i'm glancing because i'm trying to remember if that's the exact if that's the exact breakout but it's something akin to that uh coin door this has been a big one that's been coming up on the forums a lot because it's been inconsistent does the game have a coin door or does the game not have a coin door apparently joe kamikow has indicated that will depend on whether or not the customer requires a coin door so the game supports a coin door. People will have the option to get a coin door, but it doesn't sound like the default is that the game comes with a coin door. Does it cost more to get the coin door? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, another thing that's sort of come up is the songs. Like, is this a traditional music pin? Are there going to be full length songs in it? Because one of the rumors that's gone around is Part of the challenge historically with the Beatles licensing has been full-length songs are very, very expensive from their catalog. So most of the things that use the Beatles only use snippets from songs. Again, according to Joe Kamikow, he indicated that the song length is tailored to the mode length. So the links are going to vary depending on which song mode it is because the modes have certain time periods. I yeah. Guess. So it sounds like it's going to be a, a time-based mode game where maybe you have a certain number of seconds to complete uh, a hard day's night mode or something. That's my takeaway from that statement. Interesting. Uh, the songs, there are eight songs in the game. Hard Day's Night, Can't Buy Me Love, Ticket to Ride, All My Loving, Help, Drive My Car, it won't be long. I should have known better. Some of those are pretty big. Some of those are pretty not big, in my judgment. Wow! So they got so so they got B and D sides. Okay. <laughs> oh, so so anyway, so that's it in in a summary. And I I'm sure you've seen the art. It's very. 60s, 60s oriented no matter which version it's all really running with what i which makes sense say, that makes total sense early beatles all of that um and 
I think that's really enough for us to describe about it. So, Tony, what are your thoughts on this idea of a, I, I guess we could start from the beginning, but like the idea of having a Beatles pinball machine, the idea of taking a Stern Electronics classic and reskinning it, basically adding some new features, but, but doing a throwback in layout, the pricing, the setup on the, the limited counts. I, I don't know. We go, go where you're, where you wish to go. Having a throwback style game theme to the eighties or to the eighties to the Beatles. So having something that really gives you that, that feel of the Beatles and the sixties and this and that, I think it's a really good idea. Retheming Sea Witch to do that. I don't actually like, I can see taking, I can see bringing a layout like Sea Witch and modernizing it and bringing it forward in, in new code and this and that. Or even better to me would have been like a Stargazer, but I don't really like it for a title release that's supposed to be as big as this is going to be. And the fact that we still don't know what the high-end versions of this game are going to cost. Uh, and I don't understand why somebody would put money down on something when they don't know what it's going to cost. Well, yeah, I'll put money. I want a diamond edition. Put it down. Okay. $1.48 million, please. Uh, wait, yeah, no, I just, I think it's terrible. I, I don't like it personally. Uh, I don't like the way they're going about that. Uh, they just need to, lo- whatever the price needs to be, they just need to let the price out there. I understand in my head, I can understand that what they're going for is a, well, we think we might be able to get by with selling this really expensive, but we don't know. So we're going to give some flexibility in there so we don't get caught out with a whole bunch of stuff we can't sell is what is in my mind I think they're trying to do but I just think it's dumb I my thought on the pricing on the the more exclusive I uh, so like the diamonds yeah. and the and the platinums is that I think this is Stern's experiment on seeing if by basically passing the buck to the distributors and saying, we're not going to announce an MSRP on those two models. They could always have charged as much as they wanted as distributors is my understanding anyway. But by doing it this way, where they're not declaring how much the game is worth, it lets the distributors decide, do we want to try and price this high and stop people from buying these things and then flipping them on the third-party market? Or... Is it going to keep the price competitive? Because if I call Cointaker and get a price from them and I call the uh, TNT Amusements and get a different price, like, is there going to, is the competition from the distributor network going to mean all of these are basically at the same price anyway and it's not going to really show any variance? I was going to say, would, I, I wouldn't think they'd be, I wouldn't think considering the limited number of distributors. There are, I would think more likely than not, the distributors are going to sit down and go, well, we want to sell it for this. Well, we were going to sell it for this. Well, how about we sell it for this? Okay, that sounds like a good compromise. And then they're all going to be the same. I don't know their, I mean, staying aside the price fixing <laughs> angle, if they actually were to all like get on a conference call and try and do that. I, uh, what my thought is, is that Stern may have been thinking, well, if Cointaker price is too high, they're just going to be sitting there with diamond editions that don't sell. So they'll eventually have to tweak the price. 
they won't feel obligated to keep it near that MSRP value. The MSRP value won't be known to the public. So if they make a lot or they make a little, it's not going to be a case where you're like stuck with WWE LE, where everyone knows how much it was worth MSRP. And so they're just sitting in warehouses because no one wants to fire sale the things. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I don't, overall, I don't think it's going to have the, whatever the goal that Stern has with it, I don't think it's going to have that effect. I think that Diamond Edition Beatles games sell for less than $15,000. That's what I think is going to happen. I think you're there right. Are more of them than there were Batman 66. I know that the Beatles is a bigger brand than Batman is, but we have to bear in mind that this game, being such a throwback style, which I'm fine with, except it's a lot of money. And That's people, a it's going to be, it's the same money. thing that we, we saw with Total Nuclear Annihilation for a lot of people. You cannot, for a broad set of people, show them something this flat, this barren, and convince them that it's worth more than a pro. Mm-hmm. So, now I don't think Stern's targeting pinheads with this. I don't think so. They, I they, think we, it's targeting we, Beatles fans. And so I won't say that they can't sell out of this modest number. I mean, 2000 seems almost 2000 seems pretty high in, in pinball, but it is the Beatles and it seems very oriented to being a game that would be approachable visually. Uh, I don't think Sea Witch plays that hard. No. So I think it's a fairly kind of like how Jetsons was designed to attract a certain type of person. I kind of think that's what this is going for. And part of the reason why I assume they picked Sea Witch besides that look is if this is also an experiment to see if there's demand from people who want the classic Sterns remade and trying to test and see, you know, price susceptibility and such. Sea Witch is a fairly ugly game. So reskinning it isn't going to offend a bunch of people. Right. Retheming Stargazer would just piss the world off because everyone thinks Stargazer is the best art package that Stern Electronics ever did. That's so, true. So given that, I would never retheme Stargazer first if there was a chance about just reproducing it with the original artwork. A game set that, because there's no license issue, could sell lower than Beatles would. So this could be a test case at a higher price point to see if there's interest. Right, but could you see retheming Stargazer to any license without having just stand-up horror outrage? No, no, I, I just, I mean, stand-up horror outrage only goes so far. I, let's not overstate how popular Stern electronics games are. I know that Ron and Bruce of Slam Tilt have done their darndest to drive the prices of those up by talking them up every single episode and it's having a visual impact in the market. But that said, it's still just early numeric solid state games. And yeah. there's only so much demand. And even a game as fun as Stargazer is a one-shot game. So if we're talking about straight up remakes... I can understand why maybe they're thinking, no, we need to try something here where they've every change they've made to the Sea Witch layout, I think is smart. The magnets, I think, are smart. The ability for the one up at the top to drop it into the pops there, that was a shot that was almost impossible on Sea Witch. Yeah. The additional spinner, smart. The super jackpot shot behind the left drop targets, smart. Every change they've made is an improvement, in my view, to that layout. Stargazer's layout is decent for its era, but as you know, it's got all these shots everywhere, but the only one you want 
is that one spinner and that one set of drop targets in the upper left if you want to win. Right, but that's that could all be I mean they made changes to this, they could make changes to that. Sure, but that's not a that's not a remake anymore in the traditional true pure right. sense like Monster Bash remake. Now we're changing code. Right. And there's money to be spent when you're changing code. So that it just becomes it's a it's an interesting era. I don't think Stern's really inclined personally. I don't think they're really inclined to remake Stern Electronics games. I think that they would feel it would be too costly for they'll have to sell the games for too much money and everyone will be mad. Right. Because outside of something like Stargazer, who's going to spend $5,000 on a meteor? Let's say you got it down to 4,500. Why would you spend that much? You can buy them for under 15 used in pretty good shape. Yeah. So it's just not, this is, it's just, it's not like Chicago gaming and monster bash and medieval madness and attack from Mars. Those are going used for more than you could feasibly make and sell them. new. Right. No, so, no, those make total sense. So that's why I, I just don't overall. I'm not, I'm not particularly impressed or interested in Beatles. I think I don't like the color scheme. I don't love sea witch enough to say I would ever spend that much money on it. Even if you could drop it by two thousand more dollars because you got rid of the license, and I'm not a big enough Beatles fan to care. So, yeah, this is definitely not anywhere in my wheelhouse. And because the the rumor mill's still saying that Monsters is coming out before 2019, I think this is a sign. This is no cornerstone title. This is it's like when they did a month of vaulting Star Trek. This is just whatever. Right. This is a thing that they did with Kamikaze to sell to the Beatles heads. I can see it. So. I could see us moving on from this boring game. Yep. Actually, it might be fun to play. Uh, I have been seeing that we will probably get one. Will we? Now Now that I'm seeing confirmation that you can get it with a coin door, 403 does expect to get it. That's my understanding. So we'll give it a try. Yeah. I, mean, I hope it plays I'll play any. Much, you put any pinball in front of me, I'll play it. Yeah. Just about any. Just about any. I'll play any pinball once. Mm. That's fair enough. I think Going Nuts only needs to be played once, though. Right. Same thing with, like, Barbed Wire. Poor Barbed Wire. But, yeah. <laughs> no, poor Barbed Wire. Poor anyone who played Barbed Wire. Um, all right. Let's pivot to the game that stole the show at Expo, Oktoberfest. Monkey Gate. You familiar with Monkey Gate, Tony? You've I been saw working the a lot, start so I of didn't it. know. No, well, no, I saw, I saw the first, like, when it first popped up in, in forums, I saw a little bit of it, but I have not tracked it let's go with that okay there has been a great deal of blowback because in the back glass the monkey i guess from houdini was doing a little uh unsolicited grabby grab on some on some women on the back glass and so people said uh this is not okay american pinball has come out and said we agree with you it will be removed right answer wrong answer what is your what is your thought I think it's the fine answer. I think uh, that it was the right answer. I yeah. think that having the weird suggestive eating of hot dogs and stuff is innuendo. I think having people being touched at this point. Uh, no, 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 yeah, yeah. We don't uh, need bestiality in our pinball. No. And and I th- people are saying, well, what if it was a, a guy being molested or something? I still uh, don't, need no, we don't need bestiality in my pinball. We don't need it. We just don't need it. So it's smart to pull it out. Now they just need to change the entire art package. <laughs> I, it's, it's just so busy. 
So busy. We'll see. We'll see how it works. We will. I'm not. Now this is a more fun <clears throat> one, and this is the last uh, pinball news topic. And again, this is no. This is not, in my view, not news. But we got to we got to say what we got to say. Um, Jack Danger on Facebook had posted, and I believe since removed a image with a stern pinball logo of Bill and Ted's excellent pinball adventure. I believe an artist then, I think it was Christopher Franchi, weighed in and said, oh, you're going to get in so much trouble, Jack, and then removed. So now everyone's talking about whether Jack made some sort of mistake or as an official ambassador to Stern, this is just a trolling exercise, (laughs) either on the behest of Stern or on the behest of Jack. The leaks that come out of Stern (laughs) are, they're at the point and they've become so expected that I think it seems pretty much obvious that none of that stuff is leaks, but it is the type of stuff Stern does to maintain their hype without pulling out the kind of BS most of the other pinball companies have to do where they make the huge announcement and huge this and that. This game's coming. This is great. Hey, come on. Give us your money. You'll get your Pirates of the Caribbean in like, I don't know. Zach's still waiting. Sometime in the next 10 years. Still waiting. Is Of course he is. I asked. Mr. Mackey. So how long is he going to wait until he turns He's actually gave some warning spoilers, gave some warning signs that he ain't going to wait forever. But we'll see. Yeah. He's such a JJP fanboy. I don't know I mean, if he can resist. I, I think, and I think anything that happened here like this was something that was intentional. It's like, hey, or it's either, hey, drop this, pull it back. It'll generate a little word of mouth. It'll do this and that, and we'll be cool. Or it was somebody, somebody in the line said, yeah, go ahead. You can let that go. And somebody higher up the chain went, whoa, wait a minute. It was one of the two. Mm. I think it's a troll thing. I, yeah. Jack is a is a big deal for Stern. They use him for all the official gameplay reveals. They do not, and in my mind, will not use a pinball personality to announce a new game. No. When they have IGN giving them coverage and all of that, it just doesn't make any sense. They have a much, for game announcements, they have a much bigger platform than any person who just specializes in pinball. That's why they don't do game reveals at shows, in right. my view. Why bother? They're not trash. They don't need that. They don't need to win Expo. It's irrelevant. So basically, Pirates won Expo last year, and look what that got them. Right. Nothing. Basically, they're 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 Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in the world of pinball, they are. Yeah, they are the Nintendo. So I think it could at best be Stern wanted to test the waters and see. Is there demand for this sort of license? Probably not the hardest to obtain. Third movie is underway, purportedly. So that would be a very kind of like how I think Sony was while they, it was completely themed around the classics. Sony didn't mind having a Ghostbusters pinball machine come out when the female Ghostbusters movie was dropping. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I could see something like that. I don't think it was much to do. I mean, Stern Pinball goes and posts pictures on their Facebook of them going around at, at the Hogwarts theme area of Disney. So yeah. that this is this is troll. low grade this is low grade troll compared to what they've done. Uh or wearing Jaws hats while on streams and things yeah. like that. So uh no, the Godzilla shirt right after that whole big There you go, the Godzilla shirt. Now, um do you think Bill and Ted's the two movies, would they be a good pinball machine? 
Would you be interested in them? I wouldn't be. It doesn't have the draw to me. A lot of other movies from that era would. But I think unlike a lot of those, a lot of other movies, they would have a high potential for uh, fun, humor, and real interesting things that can be done to it just based upon what they are. Which would you rather have? Bill and Ted or Point Break? You monster. Mm-hmm. That's what I am. Probably Bill and Ted. Mm. I don't know. I am an FBI agent multi-ball. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, yeah, right. You're you're right. Bill and Ted, I think overall would be strong, be stronger. Point Break is a, is is not a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so camp. I mean, it, it no is better campy Keanu Reeves movie. You might as well do just do John Wick and do something modern if you're going to do a campy Keanu right. movie. Right. Maybe that maybe that's where where they need to segue to is just do it. Just do. It's not about a. It's not licensed to a movie. It's just, they just license it to an actor. Just the Keanu Reeves, the mm. pinball machine. Well, kind of like um, the Bill Paxton machine that uh, Ben Heck did. Right. Exactly. That's a great idea. Yeah, that, that that'd be great. Neo multi ball followed by John Wick, Wizard Mode, and yeah, whatever his name was in The Devil's Advocate or yeah, what well, I don't remember. I name. don't know. Weird movie. Yeah. That, that 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 would be the one where where all the voice lines he keeps dropping in and out of the oh, southern yeah, accent. You couldn't hold Derry. that southern accent. Oh, it's so painful. Pacino steals that movie though. So. It's Pacino. He yeah, steals almost everything. He steal in. everything. I can't do a Pacino, especially sick. But <laughs> all right. Well, that was it for pinball news, and that's really it to talk about in pinball. Other so let's play our twenty questions. Twenty Tony, questions, and then we got a lot of BlizzCon to go through. Oh yeah, video games. So. We got meat and potatoes for you, folks. Meat and taters. Mmm, taters. But for those not familiar with 20 questions, it is the hit game that we play on this show where Tony will start by asking me a series of yes or no questions. These will be regarding a pinball machine that I know he has played before. It will be a flipper pinball machine. After the first 15 questions, he is allowed to go open book. So he can use IPDB, Penside, any other resources that he may so choose to research possible answers to the question. I'm Tony, terrible at this game. Tony, you say that every time, but you've never lost. Never. I've also never not needed the internet. You've never lost. No, there was one time you didn't. No, I did. No, you're right. I didn't. I hit it. I am right. I got. I, I know. I got it on fifteen. That fifteen one you're through right. fifteen are not internet. You're right. So, and that you, was the one where it had crossed my mind at like five, and I sure, said, "No, but, it would. It's not that." Well, it didn't have to be that. There were still plenty of potentials. Yep. But okay, so. My point is that you're a winner. So just believe in I'm yourself. I'm a wiener. Just believe, just believe in yourself and the power of the spiral. <laughs> Go ahead and I'll keep track of the, of the question count. <laughs> no one is going to get that spiral. No one understands the spiral reference and that's fine. But you can ask your first question when you are ready. Is it solid state? Yes. Is it DMD? Yes. Is it Bally? No. Is it Stern? Yes. Is it from 2015 or newer? No. That was question five. Is it from 2010 to 2015? Yes. Is it a Richie game? No. Is it a Trudeau game? No. 
Is it movie themed? Yes. Does it have more than two flippers? No. That's question 10. Is it Avatar? Yes. Good job. Question 11. That is a new record. That is. Wow. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm trying to. It's like. It's like what movies would fall into that range, and I was, right. like, I, was, I was like, I was like, I was like, like Avatar, Transformers, or or Pirates were the ones that were jumping up to. Mm-hmm. James Cameron's Avatar is the full name of the game. Two flipper game. It's a John Borg design uh, with uh, Lonnie Ropp, who did the software, but he also helped design the game. Apparently, according to the write up, hmm. software was both Ropp and Lyman Sheets, in fact, which I did not know. Wow. Uh, two flipper game, uh, single ramp game. And uh, it's one we've played quite a bit. Yeah, I I really enjoy it. Um, I know a lot of people don't, but yeah. I, I I I do. I like I like the uh, I like the ball lock, mm-hmm. and the coffin one, the coffin ball yeah, lock, cool. and I like the tightness of the uh, mech shot. Oh yeah, the amp suit. That's the a hard amp suit shot. shot. That's a hard shot. No, I really I, I played a lot of that game when it was available, and I really. Enjoyed it myself. Mm-hmm. Well, very, very good job, Tony. That so, yay is me. So, let's go ahead and flip this back the other way since we have such a short pinball section. Mm-hmm. Let's give the people who shut us off after pinball's over uh, one last little run and we'll do the same thing, but you get to go. Oh, boy. Is it EM, electromechanical? No. Is it from the year 2000 or newer? No. Is it from 1990 to 1999? No. 1980 to 1989? Yes. Is it from 1980 to 1985? Yes, and that's five. Okay. Is it Williams? No. Is it Bally? No. Is it Gottlieb? No. Is it Game Plan? No. Is it Gamatron? No. That's ten. That was a bit of a gamble, but... <clears throat> It's a good gamble because I've thought about using that one in this a couple of times. Hmm. Is it Farfalla? It is not Farfalla. It's not Falafel. Is it Stern Electronics? Yes. Is it Sea Witch? No. I didn't go that easy. (laughs) Is it Stargazer? It is. I went that easy. Okay. 14th, I think. Yep. I blanked on Stern Electronics for a while. I always think... 70s for some reason. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't, though. Most of the ones I've played are from the 80s. See, that, and that's the one. That's what gets me, too, sometimes is when it's like, it's like, oh, is that actually? Because, like, when I'll, I'll be thinking of a theme, it's like, and they're like um, uh, certain games that are obviously, I mean, it's especially like, like right at the beginning of a decade. So a lot of the, like, early 90s games, mm-hmm. I'm, when I see them, I'm like, oh, yeah, that game came out in 85. Yeah. I mean, like, and it's obviously, I mean, Silver Slugger. Silver Slugger, I'd say 87, 88 would be it. my guess. But, yeah. No, okay. so well, that, that, that was very clever. Yay. All right. So, now we will go to the video game segment, which everyone has been waiting for with bated breath. And there is a lot of stuff to talk about because, mostly because of BlizzCon which is the big convention that Blizzard Entertainment holds on an annual basis. Because they're too good for E3. Yes, that's what they think. 
I'm not going to disagree yeah, with them. No, I'm not part. really it going to It tends to work either. out. It tends to work out pretty well for them. So let's go ahead and let's kick it off with our favorite <laughs> ongoing Blizzard game, which everyone loves to hear us talk about, Overwatch. Overwatch! Because there was a new character reveal. Well, they, they revealed a new cinematic involving a, a, a starting character. Right. The, tree, the, the cowboy. But that tied in very well to a new character that is stemming from McCree's past. Right. Another sniper. From a lot of the stuff I've read, not really. Sniper in the sense that McCree's a sniper. Kind of. Yeah, I can see that. A mid-range sniper. A miper. Uh, It's dependent. I haven't seen confirmation one way or another. Well, let's let's roll it back and start. Yeah, we got a back roll. Her name is Ash. It is a new female character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the leader of the Deadlock Gang, mm-hmm. and which is part of the backstory lore for McCree. And she, as Dennis was saying, seems to be a. The initial reports I'm seeing are a fairly high skill mid range sniper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hit scan character. So for those that. Don't know, hit scan characters are the bullets hit the moment the trigger is pulled, they go wherever they're pointed at. Now, has it been fully conform- confirmed that she's full hit scan? It's not been fully confirmed. However, from what I saw from the clips of her playing, it looks to me that she is. I didn't see any bullet trick. Right. Because I, I know, lag. I know there was some talk that some people were thinking it, she might be more like Anna where she's split. Mm, interesting. Okay. Where her, where her, well, where her from the hip fire is. Let's hedge, yeah. let's hedge on her whether or not she is indeed hit scan. Yeah. We'll hedge on that. Yeah. I just don't think we know. I think it would make sense either way. Okay. Well, I'm not sure what she's shooting that wouldn't be hit scan because it seems like she shoots bullets. Well, she does, but there are some people who thought, and some of the initial reports I've seen, some people who played her at BlizzCon thought that her from the hip fire might be projectile and her over the uh, sights fire would be hips hit scan like okay. like Anna is. Okay. Huh. But I haven't seen anything hard confirmation either way. So it's just I didn't think Anna was hit scan under either mode. She's supposed to be hit scan in in in, in the scope. In, in scope. Huh. Okay. Maybe that's why I need to quit leading with her so much. Yeah, yeah. From everything I from everything I've read, Anna is hit scan when she's scoped. Mm, okay. So, all right. So, what can Ash do? Ash, like everybody, has a couple of abilities. Her main weapon is the Viper. It's a semi-automatic rifle that fires quick shots. It's not. I mean, it looks like a lever action rifle, but right. Yeah, but uh, but she has an ability to aim down the sights to give her. Uh, as they say, more precise, more damaging shots. Mm-hmm. So that, that'd be kind of like Widow, kind of like Widow, but not as much zoom, probably not as much damage buff. It to me, I think it feels more like the type of thing you'd see in like a Call of Duty, where somebody's got a, a rifle with an ACOG to give them more mid range type. Yeah, stuff. it may be like DMR in Halo. Yeah, slight zoom. Just because from look the video watch, that's what it looks like. It's a slight zoom. It's not a huge zoom, but okay. we'll have to see. So Viper, night driving. Viper night driving the the rifle. Um, she has a dynamite that she throws that has a short delay. It's got a short delay fuse. But it is able, you're able to detonate it with your weapons fire. As dynamite would. And 
Okay. <laughs> Why not? You know, like like I did back when I when I was a minor. That's what we when did. When you were a we minor, did, we saw it all yeah. the dynamite. It's just like like well, of course they are. They're minors. Look at them. Look how tiny they are. I loved that movie. That movie was so good. But instead of just being your normal boom damage, it is actually a dot because it ignites people on fire. Uh, which I'm assuming uses it creates a mechanic similar to the new Chiorbjorn's dot, mm-hmm. where it causes uh, a, a burning damage. Okay, um, so that's going to be interesting in its use. She also has a uh, coach gun, which is a short range shotgun that has a huge recoil. It like throws her backwards <laughs> versus all those long range shotguns. But if I go on, this is video <laughs> games, man. I've seen ga- video games where people have been sniping with shotguns. That's my favorite weapon. in Yeah. The Battlefield three and four <laughs> would be shotguns. Cause you could. Yeah, exactly. Ter- terrible. <laughs> but uh, it okay. throws her backwards. And a lot in a lot of the, uh, the gameplay I've seen, it's almost used more often for mobility uh, then I've seen them use it for actual close range Coach combat. Coach gun jump. That sounds right. dangerous. Exactly. Except for I don't see how it hurts her. Just the recoil throws her up and back. Yeah. But they treat it like rocket jump. Yep. In the video, they treated it like rocket jump. Yep. So, uh, and I've seen some other clips from people at BlizzCon that had were using it for like, you know, oh, I'm, I fell, kind of throw myself back up type of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So... And her final is her ultimate, which is both awesome and terrible because it's terrible because it uses her 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 co deadlock game person Bob the Omnic, mm-hmm. and I think Bob is so cool he should be his own character. No, I think we should be grateful that Bob is not another Omnic to play. Why not? Can, He's I awesome. Could, I think we can all agree. He's got a mutton stash and a yeah. bowler. And sweats. And sweats. He sweats oil. <laughs> but uh, uh, when uh, she summons him, uh, he charges forward, knocks any enemies he hits up in the air, and then he basically becomes a turret mm. who just sits there and rotates around and uses his arm guns to tear stuff up. Yep. Um, the initial, All the initial reports I've been reading and everything I've seen is she is a fairly high-skill character with high rewards. Okay. Well, Jeff from the Overwatch teams did indicate that she was designed to be high-skill. Yeah. And I can see it. I can see where she could bring a lot of that type of thing to play. I would not be surprised when the new season starts in February for her to be common in some of the builds. We'll see. It'll depend upon how the meta settle out. It, it will. I also think it will depend on how well balanced her ult is. They really right. struggle. Basically, Bob is a turret, and I don't know if they've struggled so hard with Torbjorn and Symmetra in balancing turrets, which at the high skill levels seem to be just easy kills. Right. Uh, and then at the lower levels, you, but you can't buff them too much because at the lower levels, people have a lot of trouble dealing with turrets. Right. And I think the interesting thing that's going to turn out to be is, again, this is all people who played it at BlizzCon initial reports. So there's a long way to go before this is, is seen. There's going to be a lot of changes put in is that <clears throat> between the dynamite and Bob, 
She's pretty good at breaking the kind of shield walls that are being very common lately. Yes, I thought in her intro video, they did a very good job of showing Brigitte's fear. Right. And right now, I think a lot of people want to see a big-time Brigitte counter or something to counter the shields without going dive. Right. Because Brigitte exists to stop dive, and she did it. Yes. We don't see dive all the time now. You still see it, but it's... Right. It's, not it, all, yeah. it's not all... It, it's, it's not... It's a sometimes food. Like cookies. <laughs> right. It's a sometimes food. We like sometimes foods. But now you... That's the that's the secret to climbing ladder. That's what even Siegel, the great player, will tell you, is you want to you wanna climb into Grandmaster, one-trick Brigida. That's how you do it. Yeah. Because she's that critical. No one should be that critical. And I'm thinking Ash is supposed to help break that. I could see that. But we'll see. We'll see. And, I mean... The, uh, uh, this is Hero 29. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff did talk about Hero 30, and so we know there's a Hero 30, and we know it's not Echo. Mm. So. Do you uh, think it was our friendly companion at the end of the that's cinemat? Echo. That's Echo? That's her name is Echo. Oh, because I wondered if it was finally Athena. Well, that was my thought at first, too. But in, in an actual interview with Jeff, he referred to her as Echo. Okay. The voice did seem a little different, so right. I wasn't sure. So, because I, when I first saw her, my thought was the same thing, the same as yours. Okay. But no, he referred to her in an interview as Echo, and then he said later that Echo is not character 30. There are six more characters, according to the interviews I've read, currently in development. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, so, they're still continuing to support. As much as the game is played, I'm not surprised. Right. And from not all, but from the way he talked, a majority of the, of the characters in current development are support mm. or tank. Okay. That's, I mean, especially now that offense and defense is just combined as damage. Right. It's lopsided in favor of, there are plenty of DPS characters to be. Right. So. Right. Which is what Ash is, is obviously a DPS character. And that's fine. Uh, most important thing before we move from Ash. Next Halloween. Ash Ketchum skin confirmed? Oh, that'd be awesome. That's one, her, her, her current, her, just her regular skin is awesome. It is. She but has a, she, I, I like her current cowboy. I want Western her in skin. the ball cap. I want Bob spray painted as Pikachu. That would be awesome. I actually, or Snorlax. <laughs> Snorlax. <laughs> That's the way he looks more like Snorlax. Right. That would be awesome. That, that, that would be, but I just, I just want him to be deployed in that outfit and just go Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Speaking of great. <laughs> Let's pivot to something that did not have such a great reception, Tony. I know this one has filled you with glee. Tell it, me, it did fill tell me with me, glee. When you, have I, a, when you have a big convention like BlizzCon, especially one so oriented towards PC gamers, what sort of games should you not highlight? Probably you should steer away from making a huge buildup and a huge deal leading into it and getting people's hopes up. And then, of course, putting out a press release that says, whoa, 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 guys, don't go crazy. As, getting... you, as you touched on on our last episode. Exactly. But uh, even then, you probably shouldn't follow that up by being super hyped for the mobile game that mm. you're announcing for mm, Diablo. Mm, mm. Diablo Immortal. Um, I... Part of me would kind of like to send an email to Blizzard, uh, specifically to the Diablo team, and ask them, so um, how how does it feel to get booed at BlizzCon? 
Because that's what happened. They got booed in their announcement. Mm. It was rough. Mm-hmm. The Q&A was rough. Mm. Yeah. I, so you watched the Q&A. I watched clips of the Q&A. Okay. I, 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 have I didn't have a virtual pass, so I didn't get to see the whole Q&A. But I saw where people clipped sections of the Q&A. Ah. The thing is, is uh, Blizzard has been doing C&Ds on a lot of those and getting them pulled. Because you had to have a virtual ticket right, to right, see right. it. Uh, because the only thing that they released without a virtual ticket was the opening thing. Yeah. But uh, I know at least uh, one fan during the Q&A came up, and when it was his question time, he goes, so is this just a massive delayed April Fool's joke? And the host looked pretty stunned. It was like, no. And to the point that one of the one of the uh, uh, guys up on stage was like, you all have phones. Everybody's got a phone. What is wrong with this? No, they don't understand. <sighs> they don't understand. We saw signs of this at E3. It was very dangerous on the Microsoft stage when they allowed the the pop gears to mm-hmm. come out. I remember how dead silent. That only worked because then they announced real gears right, right. after it. They it yeah, exactly. And even that and even then it was rough because yeah. of it. Uh because the, people right now are uh, and remember what happened with with Command and Conquer. Yeah, people right now are hypersensitive about development time being wasted on a popular franchise being moved to mobile. That's what I think it comes from. Right now, we could see uh, if this is a, a a a waste of time because some of the initial reports, or at least of the UI. Uh, for this game looks identical to the UI for another game put out by the company that uh, Blizzard hired to put this game out. A reskin job. So they oh, think it might be a no. reskin job. We oh, don't know for no. sure yet. Nobody knows for sure oh, yet. Oh, no. Tony, no. But we'll have to see. No. Now, Blizzard Not was... Not like this. I know. Not like oh, this. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Now... I will, in Blizzard's... I won't go so far as to say it's in Blizzard's defense. On Blizzard's side, uh, a little bit. I don't think anybody expected anything huge out of this BlizzCon. Because they tried to temper that. They tried to temper that. And just in timeline-wise, I mean, last year was a, the major WoW expansion. So there was not going to be anything else as huge as last year's WoW hit for WoW. Hearthstone puts out a card expansion every BlizzCon. It's not unusual for a... um, It's actually pretty much gotten to the point where the big character announcement, one of the big character announcements, and a cinematic release for Overwatch is always a BlizzCon. But there was nothing else huge expected for Overwatch. There was nothing huge expected for anything. Mm -hmm. Um blizzard wise just timeline wise because starcraft 2 got a big big boost last year uh with some of the changes they made the release of starcraft the reimagined starcraft and diablo was the only thing that hasn't had a big hit Mm. so people kind of hoped it was coming this year and it's not now blizzard has gotten out there with some interviews and i'm going to uh Quote directly from an interview they had with uh, Polygon, and we have a link to the Polygon in the links uh, section. And, and they said, Blizzard said, and I quote, 
We have said that we have multiple Diablo teams working on multiple Diablo projects, and that remains true, even after releasing Diablo 3 for Nintendo Switch and announcing Diablo Immortal. We still have multiple Diablo teams working on multiple unannounced Diablo projects. Diablo is a tentpole franchise for us, and it always will be. We love it, and we hope our fans understand what we're saying when we say that. Which translates to, maybe next year, Mm. is the best I can say. Okay. Well, I mean, because there's rumors that they're they're working with Netflix to put out a show like the Castlevania show, an animated Diablo show. There are rumors that they've been working with uh, for a comic book series, and the only other thing I can think of then to work on would be Diablo Four. But is it going to happen? I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. I mean, I'll. I'll, I'll... Part of me wants to try the game when it comes out, which is, I think, the 16th. Um, and I might. But the truth of the matter is, is I don't like that style of game on mobile. On mobile, I like to play games that are very hands-off or minimal stuff. I like to play either tap games that require just, you know, uh, uh, quick, easy, single tap type stuff or card games are my preferred mobile gaming experience. I play a lot of mobile games, mm-hmm. but... When I've played other games that require the full up, oh, you've got the virtual joystick on it and buttons to shoot. I don't really like them. I don't feel comfortable playing playing them. So I'll probably try it, but I'm not holding my breath for me liking it. Just based upon playing other games like it. Okay. So. Well, they did also announce the remaster for Warcraft 3. I uh, never actually played Warcraft 3. Really? No, I you know I put a lot of time into two and one, but I remember when three came out, they were like splitting up how the campaigns were in different sales or something like yeah, the human camp, and I was really turned off by that, and I never ended up actually just getting getting it. I eventually got it uh, when they released one of their big battle boxes that Blizzard was big on mm. releasing there for a while, and I enjoyed it. Uh, it was really good. Which wasn't a surprise. I know most of our game time has been on was always on Warcraft two. Right, that was a uh, big LAN party game for us. Yeah, but Warcraft three was fun. It had good stuff. Now they're doing when they re-released Starcraft uh, last year. One of the things they did with the re-release of Starcraft was they fixed the online stuff and they gave it like a modern matchmaking capability. Mm. And they modernized the graphics, and they left all of the gameplay alone. Because, uh, well, the people, the big StarCraft players, thought that was a completed and good game, and they didn't want any changes. Right. So that all they did was they modernized it, modernized the graphics, modern matchmaking stuff, and built a better online capacity and put it out there. And it's been really popular. Now with this. Uh, they decided with the, they're calling it Warcraft 3 Reforged. Uh, they want to do a much larger change for a variety of reasons. Uh, they feel that the story needs to be retconned in a lot of ways because a lot of the stuff, and especially, uh, they're going so far as they're even going to be changing some of the maps because some of the locations in the game are in World of Warcraft right. and people play it and they're there. And in, in Warcraft 3, they don't look alike right. at all. So they're going to redo maps so that the Warcraft 3 Reforged 
uh, maps look like when you're in a certain place. It looks like that place in World of Warcraft. And when you see, and they're making adjustments to the lore so that the lore matches the lore that they've created in the uh, decade plus since Warcraft 3 was initially released. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be doing a whole series of upgrades. They're redoing the cinematics, doing the retcons, redoing the maps. They're doing major rebalancing to the game units and buildings to modernize the game to something that is more with the current thought of how a game like this would work. Uh, So... Getting rid of the seriously, seriously OP units that were more common in older games of this style. Right. Um, they're also going to be, uh, doing what's really interesting to me. I'm not sure how it'll work. Uh, they're setting up so owners of Warcraft 3, the original Warcraft 3, will be able to play multiplayer against owners of Warcraft 3 Reforged. Hmm. I have no idea how they're doing it. Um, I don't know how many people still have Warcraft three. I I own it. It's yeah, I somewhere. I think the their their willingness here to go beyond the graphical upgrades and actually make some more substantive changes will be better accepted with a game like this than with Starcraft. Right, so I think it's safe to do. Yeah, Warcraft three just doesn't have the same popularity. Right. I mean, original Starcraft is still one of the best RTS games of all time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I full on understand them not wanting to change that. Um, like I said, I, I, I know I own Warcraft three. I couldn't tell you where it is. Mm. I don't even know. I've, I've gone through so many big minimalism swipes through my garage in the last couple of years as I just get rid of old stuff. I full on might have thrown it away at some point. Sure. So, but I'm probably. I'm at least deeply enough interested that I'm going to put Warcraft 3 Reforged on a... I will probably pick it up at some point. Okay. Um, It releases in 2019. Mm. When in 2019? No earthly idea. They just said 2019. So it could be January 1st. It could be Christmas Day. Who knows? We'll find out. We will. All right. I see you have a note of Destiny 2. Right. Now, Destiny 2 is a... uh, it's an Activision game. Destiny's Activision, right? Yeah. It yeah. Was. Bungie makes Bungie it. Bungie makes it. But, I mean, it's like produced... Or oh, yeah. I think the publisher's Activision. Publisher's Activision. Um, and for some reason, my note's not showing up here. I have no notes on it. That's why I had to go, I see you have Destiny 2 here. And then I, I, wrote, I wrote a big note on it last night, and now it's not here. That's weird. Um, okay. That's fine. We'll live with that because I can remember my note. Destiny 2, the reason I put it on here is Destiny 2 and like Call of Duty 4 are available in the, in the Battle.net launcher. Oh, okay. Uh, because Activision is kind of shifting stuff that used to be very available in like the Steam launcher and this and that. They've been shifting some of that stuff to the Battle.net launcher. Um, but the thing is, is from, from, uh, the start of BlizzCon, until the 18th of November. So that's 14 days from now. Anybody with a Battle.net account who logs into their Battle.net account, they can go to the gift section, which is up in the upper right corner next to where your private messages and stuff are. And you will get a free copy of the vanilla game of Destiny 2. Mm, okay. Um, I've, I've claimed my free copy for myself and for my oldest daughter. And I'm going, I've 
set it up to install, but I haven't done anything else to it because I've never had any interest in any of the Destiny games. But it's free, so I can at sure. least try it. You can try it. You can See find out why re- everyone said Destiny 2 Vanilla was a step back. Right. And I don't know if I'm going to have enough interest in it to actually spend money to get the upgrade that... Makes it fun? Right. Now, they did take all the DLCs that have come out. They've combined them all to the newest DLC that's getting ready to release. So if you buy that DLC, you get everything that came before it. But I don't know. I just figured people should know that, hey, you can get a free game. Mm. Okay. Well, no. Good, good for them to know. Uh, and then uh, this was news that I also heard from a separate source about World of Warcraft Classic because a person we used to play World of Warcraft with, Ramen, messaged me last night about this. Wow, I haven't heard from him in, like, years. He's a police officer now out in Virginia. He's, he's, he's too big for us. He's a bacon bit. <laughs> So, he's like, hey, did you hear about this World of Warcraft? I was like, yeah, what, are you wanting to go and just watch people die in the fire because they won't move again? Is that what you want? Is that what you want to remember? Apparently a lot of people do. (laughs) Okay. Well, this... <laughs> but this is the uh, the the classic. This is before Burning Crusade. That was before people stood in fires. Yeah, this is this is from where when I first started playing. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, did you start before Burning Crusade? Barely. Like Burning Crusade was coming out that week or something, right? Because I, I played for almost a year before Burning Crusade okay. came out. Um, now I was still in Final Fantasy Eleven, maybe even longer than that. Now that I think of it, because my my guild was doing a hard rush to get through Blackwing Lair before Crusade hit, and we failed. Okay, we I was in before because I remember when Crusade came out, and you had the flying mounts. Yes, and I remember we were always trying to do a lot in. We'd go to Molten Core a lot, right? But Blackwing Lair, we couldn't get all the way through. It was right too too rough. Too many eggs. Yeah, because I think we ended up being in the same... We were. We were in the same uh, guild. We I, I mean, I was in a different guild first because I changed guilds when you guys started playing. Mm-hmm. But it was... Uh, I enjoyed my time with with World of Warcraft. Yeah, I, um, I don't have the fondest memories of World of Warcraft Classic, though. 40-man raids were very challenging to assemble. Very challenging. Yeah. And it's not that you couldn't find 39 other people, but finding 39 other competent people. Right. I mean, what I liked about Burning Crusade, to me, Burning Crusade was the expansion. They simplified it just enough. You still had a lot, you know, the 25-man raids worked a lot better in my view. And after that, they started really pushing the 10-mans, which weren't raids to me. Those were just big parties. Right. I think I think twenty five man raids were the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. I think so. And it required you had to work together as a as a meaningfully large group of people right. to accomplish something. And you had and and the thing is is I can't tell you how many times in a forty man raid it was obvious that we had like ten people that weren't doing anything. Yeah. Well, and the problem was uh, having the proper balance on the classes. Right. Where it's just like no, we need you need to go in and you need. It's like six healers and you don't have them. Anyway. We're so. doing the whole, whole, well, we need you to heal, but I don't have any healing gear and I'm not healing spec because that's not what I play. Well, you are, you do now. So I like that, um, 
that it's going to be modernized version. It's cool that they're letting everyone who's subscribing to WoW right now get the classic version for free. I have no interest in going back. No, to this I'm not WoW. going to go back to it either. To me, now, this is very little different than when they last BlizzCon announced vanilla WoW. Right. This is just, hey, it's actually happening next summer. Yeah. Now, one of the things, the only thing that pulls me as an interest to this, but it's nowhere near enough for me to do it, is that they are going to be releasing all of the end game content stuff for it in a series of waves. We don't know how far apart the waves are going to be or whatever, but that's also going to include the big world events they had going on. And I only ever caught one of the world events. Most of the others had happened before Mm. I started the game where everybody on both sides on the entire server is fighting one big world event and working towards a single goal. I only ever took part in one of those. Mm. And that was a lot of fun. And it was really interesting. Yeah. But not enough to go back. Okay. So. Well, I see you've put together a summary of some other just various things that came out of BlizzCon that you wanted to hit on. Yeah, there's a bunch of little stuff that I none of it I Teeny, thought tiny. needed its own stuff. Teeny, and tiny. I'll give... Uh, uh, oh, hey, look, there. That's why. That's for all my Destiny 2 information oh. was. I moved it and then I forgot to delete the other section. <laughs> so that works. Um, uh, a lot of this is, you know, like Overwatch related, but that's just because that's my biggest interest. Uh, well, game. Overwatch was featured oh. a great deal because the World Cup happens at BlizzCon. Right. And the, and the finals for StarCraft were they, or the StarCraft World Finals and the, Heroes of the Storm World Finals mm-hmm. and the Hearthstone World Finals. Yeah, there were some finals. Yeah, I watched Overwatch. Okay. And a little bit of StarCraft. Uh, first big thing uh, of interest to me, uh, they made the announcement, the official announcement and released all the images and the information on the Overwatch Lego sets, the first eight of them. Uh, we've known these are coming. These got yeah. leaked a month or so ago. All these images actually got leaked a month or so ago. Uh, they're releasing eight sets. They range from $15 to $90, basically. Okay. Um, I'm not hyper interested in any of them, except for maybe the Dorado set, but that's just because I want the truck. Because mm-hmm. they've got the truck that you for, that's the payload in Dorado. Right. I just kind of want that, that little hover truck because mm-hmm. it's awesome. Uh, and most of them come with many, or they all come with minifigs. Uh, the minifigs available are... Widowmaker, Tracer, Soldier 76, McCree, Winston, um, Reaper, who for some reason appears in two of the sets. And uh, did I say Winston already? Yeah. Who knows? Winston and Mercy. Because the oldest daughter wants the, 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 the most expensive set because it has Mercy in it. And that's her jam. Yes. With a gun. With the except for she says Mercy should never have a gun. She's playing Overwatch now. Like I, uh, I, I got another copy of Overwatch in my humble bundle monthly set for October, and I went ahead and created her an account and gifted my extra copy of Overwatch to her, and she is starting to play, and she likes tanks. She's. Not she's never really played a compu- a, a PC based 
right. first person shooter. So she's got a long way to go to get the skills and the thing and the, the keyboard and everything and the mouse work worked down because everything she's done has been console related, but she likes playing Reinhardt and she likes playing support, but she likes tanks better. In addition to those, all that big information releases, um, they started stuff that was a joke spray initially in, uh, uh, Overwatch itself. Um, Lucio O's, the cereal. Mm, oh, yeah. They're actually making Lucio O's. They're coming out from Kellogg in December. Once again, the fangirl that is my daughter has already told me that we have to buy them when they come out because she wants to see if they're any good. Okay. Well, <laughs> at least she is accepting that they might be terrible. They're from Kellogg. They're going to be Apple Jacks. <laughs> they look like Apple Jacks, yeah. Or it, Fruit Loops. It, it's going to be Apple Jacks or Fruit Loops in a Lucio box. Okay. Well. <laughs> but each box, come, each box comes with a loot box for in-game. Oh. I might so, have to buy one now. Uh, they also kicked out uh, Lucio's first album. They released it for free online. We've got a link in the uh, show notes for it. We've got a link to some... I don't remember if I put a link to the Lucio video or not. The Lucio O's video or not. Uh, but they're putting out... They've got his first album out. Uh, uh, Synesthesia, Auditiva. Uh, I've listened to it. It's... Electronica. Okay. I was guessing country, but... It's okay. not bad for Electronica, but Electronica is not a huge thing for me. I'm, I'm pretty eclectic when it comes to music. I listen to most everything, but, but, but Electronica is definitely on the lower end of my to listen to list. So it's not bad. I've heard a lot worse Electronica, but it's not going to be in my daily music rotation. And let's see here. The last bit of segment is a little touch on the uh, Overwatch World Cup itself. Mm-hmm. I watched that. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into it because that's not our thing. Uh, uh, I say congratulations to South Korea on the three-peat. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year some country that's not South Korea could win the uh, World Cup. Not how it looked. Yeah, I know. Not the way it looked this year. Uh, it finally happened in StarCraft. A South Korean finally didn't win, uh, the, the, the world finals for StarCraft. It was, a a, a gentleman from Finland. Mm. Um, but there were several unexpected upsets this round. Uh, the biggest one I think is obviously the USA got knocked out by the UK in round one. Yeah, it was not, uh, pretty either. No, it wasn't. Uh, China also took out Finland, which I was not expecting. Yeah, I think a lot of people assumed very little out of China, but that's mostly because the Overwatch League team out of China was so terrible. Right, and it didn't have China's actually actual top-tier players in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think, based upon the showings China gave us at the World Cup, and knowing that a couple of the biggest stars of the Chinese World Cup team have been picked up by some of the new Chinese uh, teams that are coming out. I think next season of Overwatch League, China is going to be a pretty big force. Yeah. Uh, which, with them having three teams now, isn't a big surprise to me. Right. I agree. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, the shenanigans on the desk. 
weird. were weird. And they were crazy. I understand it was being a single day, eight hour push thing. So and they had to keep people's attention. So the, the shenanigans on the desk are, it was kind of like, uh, the all-star weekend. The mm. shenanigans were yeah, high. A bit. Yeah. Well, when you have golden boy working the desk, you're sending a message that you're not intending to be professional. Right. Because Puckett's the professional. But they stuck him in a hoodie he didn't know how to wear. Oh, that was so bad. And made him try and do the T-Mobile thing, which everyone knows is Golden Boy sponsor. So It is. I did not hate the shenanigans on the desk. No, it was fine. It was a lot of fun. It was fine. Uh, I've included in the link a link to somebody put together a clip show of some of the craziest, funniest things. Not all of it, but some of it. Included, including the insanity that was chugging a bottle of maple syrup, which <sighs> I think you just get diabetes. Yeah, that's a lot of calories at once. Uh, I mean, I mean that was that 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 was crazy. Um, I would like to see them having a bit more fun like this during the regular season mm. without going this out there. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's a. I think they're having this delicate balance because they're trying to figure out how to be respected as a real sport. Right. And that level of shenanigans does not happen when you watch the NFL Network. Right. Though from reports I've heard, one of the most popular NBA groups, that level of shenanigans is them on a slow day. Mm. So who knows? I don't know. I don't watch the NBA. So uh, the big thing for me otherwise was uh, also on the talent side. uh, They had two commentators that normally do contenders. Uh, ZP and Jake. Now, you know, Jake Rat from. Does Houston he normally Outlaws. do contenders commentary? He does. He's okay. been, this, this, the, he did a lot of contenders commentary through this round of contenders. Oh, okay. Uh, so he hasn't done it before, but starting this year, he did a bunch of contenders commentary and he did commentary here. And I, he's a really good commentator. I think it's something we'll see more of in the future. I think it would behoove them quite a lot to have some of the retired, uh, owl players move into the commentary because I think they added a good thing. If they can find the right players to do it. Mm. Um, I would like to see ZP and Jake on the actual season commentary because Jake's not necessarily the DPS level of what a lot of the other owl players are anymore. Uh, at this point, so I could see him not remaining with the league for horribly long, and I think this would be a good role for him. Okay. Well, he addressed that and said he's playing in the Overwatch League, and he's not going to be an analyst. I know that. But. I'm saying when he retires. Oh. I mean, this is the, the, this is esports. I, the oldest person's what, like, like, like tw- he was 29 and he quit halfway through the season. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, uh, it's one of those things because what was surprised me though is I preferred the commentary of ZP and Jake to Uber and Mr. X mm. and Uber and Mr. X were always one of my favorite commentary duos. Um, not like Monte Cristo level. No, yeah, well, they weren't for some reason they weren't involved. ZP is very popular. Yeah. He, a lot of people were disappointed that he was not brought in to do Overwatch League, but stayed with contenders. Right. So. We'll see what happens. Now, the one thing, the other thing they did that I think is something they need to look into doing full time with Overwatch League is, uh, for each, they had a talent, an interviewer, a host, uh, whatever you want to consider them 
for each team that included someone who was fluent in that team's language mm-hmm. so that they did not require a, tra- a, a translator, a third person up there to do the translation for the interviews and the questions. And it worked really, really well. And I would like to see them do that uh, more for the upcoming OWL season. I think with the fact that it's not going to be basically just English speakers and Korean speakers with the addition of Chinese speakers uh, that it wouldn't hurt them to bring in a few more interviewers to work with Malik and Zoe. And they had several that I thought did a really good job this time around. Uh, Emily for the Chinese team. Don't take her mic. Yeah. Oh man, they were ganking her mic and she got, you could see it. There was anger in her eyes. Mm. Don't and take her mic. She did, uh, Danny, uh, with the South Korean team did a re- really good job. And, uh, Mika, I, I really liked Mika also, uh, who was doing the Americans and everybody else English speaking because they had her. Uh, I don't know. I liked her. I, I was even more surprised because when I look, when I was looking, I was looking their names up and looking them up, uh, on Wikipedia and trying to get information. I didn't realize Mika is LeVar Burton's daughter. Mm. I, I, I didn't know that, which is just makes things better. Okay. I like Lamar Burton because he's a reading rainbow. Mm-hmm. I grew up with that show. Yes, you did. So, but that is pretty much everything on BlizzCon. Okay. Um, the insanity that was BlizzCon this year. And uh, all in all, we'll see what comes out of it. We will. Because it will be back next year. Yep. I don't think they did bad enough to not come back. No, it sounded like it was well watched. It, it, it was well watched. It was well done overall. I think it was well even the even the people I saw there, the biggest issues I saw were the people who were angry over Diablo. And let's face it, Diablo came, 3 came out in 2012. It was never super popular. It was never Diablo 2. And its fan base, while vocal, is pretty small. Mm. Well, We'll we'll see we'll see what they bring out about Diablo in 2019, and we'll see what we bring out in two weeks. Uh, you can write into two the show eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail dot com. We're also available facebook dot com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at eclectic underscore gamers, and, and we've been on Twitch lately. Too. We have a bit, um, not been as much as sick as I've been, but a little bit. A couple yep. days ago. A couple days ago. Yep. So anyway, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. See ya.